Hey, this is Brad Breek. Um, I'm the composer for Gravity Falls, and I also wrote the theme song. Um, I guess I'm going to talk about music and stuff. Um, this episode, I remember starting to feel a little bit of panic at this point in this series because of how kind of heavy and intense it was getting and just wanting to feeling the pressure to kind of make stuff make music that was as good as the show was <clears throat> um i mean i i felt like that the whole time through the series because it was obviously something amazing from the beginning but as we kind of got close to the end it was it was just like oh man this is incredible i need to do a good job <laughs> i don't know um but i did um here's a theme song um i did another video hopefully it's on the dvd um where I went into the theme song in some detail. Um, played all the tracks individually and stuff. This theme song was edited down from the original longer one, I believe. Opening random doors because I'm a creep when I found something amazing. If it was worth waking up at 7 a.m. for, that will be amazing. Feast your eyes! Whoa. Those little things, like the little stings like that, I felt are some of the hardest things to do. And little swells like this. Because I feel like almost the shorter the queue, the harder it can be sometimes. Just because um, it can be... It's easy to make a short queue just sound cheesy and weak. Um, I, don't know, I don't know really how to describe it, but it can be a challenge just to do the short little cues. And also that little fun moment that we just had. I remember that being difficult. I don't, I don't know why, but I feel like, <clears throat> for me at least, it's easier to make something that sounds big and epic and intense than to, sound something, than to do something that sounds fun, but still cool in some way, if that makes sense. Here's another one. I remember this feeling like a challenge for some reason. Saturdays are for doing dumb things forever. Dumb, dumb things, things forever! forever! <laughs> Whoa there! <laughs> to Grunkle Stan, not just a great uncle, the greatest uncle. <laughs> all right, all right. I tell you, it's unnatural for siblings to. Um, I'll try not to get caught up in just watching the episode and being silent. <laughs> yeah, plenty of summer left. Kids, there's something I, uh... Um, yeah, you can hear a little hint of the theme melody in there. For this show, we didn't have, um, like, kind of themes, a lot of themes. There were, I think, so Mabel kind of had a palette, which was, like, kind of 80s synth pop. And then there were certain instruments that I would use for, like, mystery and stuff. There was a palette that we established. Like there are a few, <clears throat> like specifically Gravity Falls sounds that I would rely on. Like there's kind of this whispery 
ethereal synth sound that I would layer in a lot. They kind of just instantly sounded like Gravity Falls. And there are a couple of chords, like this augmented chord that I would use a lot, that <clears throat> I kind of felt like instantly sounded like Gravity Falls. Um, but in terms of themes, I think I feel like the only real themes, like melodies, that we would use were the Gravity Falls theme, which we didn't use a lot. Like I remember, I feel like if I remember, Alex was hesitant to use it too much because he wanted to kind of save the the power of referring to that theme for really important moments. So um, we didn't use the whole theme very much, but I would kind of hint at it, like doing maybe the first couple notes or something um, in like maybe a stretched out way um, or reharmonized way. I would I would use the theme in that way occasionally, um, but still sparingly. Trigger, you take the children. I'll talk to the old man. Sorry to break it to you, kids, but you don't know your uncle at all. I say pop, clear. Hey! Kids, you gotta believe me. For once, I'm actually innocent. Kids! This show is also was very much a challenge. Not only, you know, I feel like there's a lot of pressure to just make the quality of the music match the quality of the show. And it, I mean, all around, like visually and um, narratively, you know, it's just such a strong show. Um, but uh, a big challenge was just, I feel like Alex really had, there's one, a rare, you know, quote-unquote kids show where the emotions of the characters were really taken seriously. Um, so it was really important to, um, you know, get the emotional support, the music supporting the emotions in the right way and painting the emotions in the right way. And I feel like most of the notes that I was given from Alex throughout the series were with that in mind. I'd feel like he rarely gave me notes um, based on like, oh, it doesn't sound epic enough, it doesn't sound cool enough, or it doesn't sound, it's not the right, it, it was almost all, I, if I recall, it's been a while, it was, it was almost always about, you know, this isn't quite the right emotion for the scene. Um, and I feel like for a, a again, quote unquote, kids show, that's, that was a unique situation kind of thing. Enjoy some mindless reality TV designed to pacify you and make you stop asking questions. I'm about to make the incision. Kerprank! Ah! You're watching Kerprank with Justin Kerprank. Dipper, this is crazy. There's no way Stan was stealing hazardous waste. We gotta clear his name. Hmm. Wait a minute. There's another one of those little kind of light transitional storytelling cues that I find challenging because they're they're small. Um, the several times thing, you know. 
harkens back to that boy band episode that was super fun. Um, it was kind of a dream of mine to record. Uh, Max Martin is a huge hero of mine because I secretly wish I was a top 40 pop producer. So that episode was really fun. Recording with Lance Bass was very surreal for me. You can hear a lot of the Gravity Falls palette in this moment. There's that. It's a there's a st- string harmonic sound. It's really high whispery strings layered with that whispery synth sound that I was talking about. And the acoustic guitar here is definitely another common Gravity Falls score element. I'm a terrible guitarist, by the way, but I'm also a terrible pianist. I'm bi- I'm a terrible musician in general, but I feel like maybe the reason I get hired to do this kind of stuff is, um, I don't know, maybe I have okay ideas. And, um, you know, the computer, I guess, is my instrument. I'm able to put things together in the computer and make them sound cool. This stuff was really fun. There's a lot of kind of extended orchestral color in this, which means like having the orchestra do kind of weird stuff like pitch bends and glisses and creepy plucks and hits, which is some of my favorite stuff to do, just kind of texture as opposed to, you know, traditional melody and stuff. And there's a lot of moments in this episode where I got to play with that stuff. All right, here's the plan. I'll take out those two guard guys, you karate chop the other dude in the neck, and then we'll backflip through the front door. Mabel, aren't you forgetting the simpler solution? All right. So is it a rock or is it a face? I think it's a metaphor. There you can hear the, this, kind of whispery sound in the back is a common Gravity Falls kind of motif going between those two chords. That little gliss thing, that bell, which I think was, I think is like a C augmented chord or something, if I recall, and that I would use, I used a ton in the show. It's kind of a signature little sound. Go, go, go. Someone yelled wormy dance. We had to. Fast forward. There it is again, that little gliss thing. That's like the questiony, the questiony mystery gravity falls sound. And there you can hear it again, like the harp, that harp, ascending harp thing is a different kind of permutation of that same idea. And this, when we, when I did this show, it was, I think I had done two other shows before this. I'd done a show um, for Nickelodeon called Fanboy and Chum Chum and a show for MTV called Awkward. And I was really still learning on the job. There's a lot, um, you know, I felt like a, you know, I went to music school and stuff. I studied composition. I kind of didn't learn all the stuff you're supposed to learn, like orchestra and stuff. But I think the thing that kept me going was that I listen to so much music if people uh young composers will sometimes ask me and will contact me and ask me how to get you know what should they do to get started as composers or whatever and i usually just i think the most important thing is just to listen to as much music as possible and 
you know, even if you don't like that music, try to understand what's going on and, you know, appreciate it for what the things about it that are good. You know, even if like I whatever, I guess I used to say that I hated country music, but then I listened to enough of it that um, to understand it and just to I kind of under like, why don't I like this? I spent more time with it and began to love it. But I think that's true of just about any kind of music. If there's some kind of music you think you hate and you want to be a composer, you need to spend time, I think, listening to that music and coming to terms with it. Because at some point in your career as a composer, you're probably going to have to employ some of the devices that that music uses. So you need to get your head around it. But anyways, I think I didn't have a lot of chops or technical ability, you know, traditional classical composing ability when I started. But I think I, you know, I had listened to a lot of music, had an appreciation for a broad spectrum of music and had ideas and i think that's probably the most important thing like I, taste is extremely important taste and you know the stuff you've been exposed to but yeah a lot of this stuff here in gravity falls is like i mean a lot of it yeah i'm, I'm still like learning how to use an orchestra um, i mean it's all it's none of it is a real orchestra it's all done with a computer but which makes it even harder in some ways but and I guess it's easier in other ways too but. but you've got a flight to catch oh yeah so do you huh this is some of that crazy <clears throat> well there's this kind of action theme going on here um and then there but there was also some of that kind of crazy extended orchestra happening before this too which is really fun to do no! You won't get away with this! Go get you! Go get you! You know where the mystery shack is? Uh, yeah. Okay, here's a hundred bucks. Drive as far away from the shack as possible, and don't stop when the cops start chasing you! It's amazing how cinematic this show is. Like, it's just... I don't, had anyone, yeah, I, I, I just remember always working on, every time I got an episode, just being amazed at how, that it was a kid's show on Disney, and so thankful that I was allowed to work on it. Um, yeah, still, it, it just looks amazing, it's so fun to watch, the story's so engaging, the characters are so strong, so fun. And this is one of, you know, a few shows that I've worked on that was, I mean, I think this, especially this episode later, if I remember, where I would actually get so caught up into it that I would, you know, cry, <laughs> which is rare for um, this type of work, you know, where it's that affecting. Ah, attack glitter! It's pretty, but it hurts! Oh, come on. I don't want to fight you guys. This hurts me more than it hurts you. Ah. Seriously, it hurts me way more than it hurts you. <coughs> so, here's a little bit. 
a little hint at the theme song there, just the first three notes. I think, I guess, Grunkle Stan kind of had a palette too. He didn't have a theme, but we used kind of like cheesy organ music for him a lot. Um, here's some more of that, that kind of harp stuff was very common. Uh, kind of trope for the mystery music in Gravity Falls. And there's that, that boys choir thing in there is also an important element that we would use a lot. It's still Stan and he loves us and we love him, right? Can't be. It's impossible. The other two journals? All this time, all this time Stan had them? I can't believe it. Was anything he said to us real? Why would he have those journals? Maybe he's the author. Or maybe he stole them from the author. Maybe the reason he has all of those fake IDs is because he is a master criminal and this machine is his master plan. Whoa. <gasps> I, yeah, I remember this was... I'm really happy with the way this scene came out musically and I remember being just super engaged working on this part just it was being so into the story and, and even though I you know when you work on this stuff you watch it over and over and over again but just every time just being so you know into it working on it so engaged the agents were right we have to shut it down it was so exciting when these episodes were airing too just like sharing them with people and seeing people react it was just so exciting and gra gratifying it was so it was really incredible to be um a part of something like that that's it the shutdown switch this all stops now don't touch that button This whole next sequence is kind of probably maybe the maybe my favorite part of the whole series in terms like um, it just felt so huge, so cinematic, and I mean there's not a ton going on musically, but I I felt really good about the way it turned out, just the way I don't know, like. I I was really I'm really proud of this cue. I don't know. It's just the orc everything's kind of going crazy. Um, it felt unique to me. You know, there's there's a theme going on, like this part here. It's chaotic, but it still feels clear and economical in a way to me. Um, it feels cinematic, and um, to me, I was really proud of the way all this this whole section turned out. This, and it, all, it was another situation where, like, this is so epic. I got to... It felt... I don't know. I felt like the weight of the world on my shoulders to, like, <laughs> to to rise to the occasion, I guess. Go! Mabel, press the red button! Shut it down! No, you can't! You gotta trust me! And this... I remember this transition in tone was challenging. Switching from that kind of chaotic action to this this heart this emotional moment and then back to this craziness 
I wanted to say that you're gonna hear some bad things about me, and some of them are true, but trust me. This is the part where I would start to cry. <laughs> and I still, I still, I'm getting goosebumps right now watching it. It's, it's so strong. No, I mean not the music, but <laughs> the show. I trust you. And and then that going silent back there was I think maybe they had going silent there in the tent music I can't remember but I loved the way that felt. This is another just everything's going crazy moment. I was really proud of the way this part turned out. I was I remember remember spotting this with Alec watching well we watch it and talk about what the music's going to be and being really nervous that I could do a good job. And this part was huge. Yeah, I, rem I, I think I did this really quick. Like I just pl watched it and played through it and most of what you hear is kind of what I did on the first pass. And with the exception of the hit and stuff, sometimes the first thing you play is the best thing, so you just play it and then you clean it up and um, hope for the best. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you for having me. I'm so proud of the show. I'm so proud to be a part of it. Thanks to Alex and Mike Rianda and to Disney for having me. This is my Oscar acceptance speech. I want to thank my wife, my son. Um, um, thanks for watching the show. Bye-bye.